Support for this podcast and the following message come from Wise, the app that makes managing your money in different currencies easy. With Wise, you can send and spend money internationally at the mid-market exchange rate. No guesswork and no hidden fees. Learn more about how Wise could work for you at wise.com. Today on State of the World, an outspoken critic of Russia's leader dies in prison. Thanks for listening to State of the World from NPR. We bring you the day's most vital international stories up close where they're happening. It's Friday, February 16th. I'm Greg Dixon. Alexei Navalny, the frequent critic of Russian President Vladimir Putin, has died at the age of 47. According to Russian authorities, Navalny died in the penal colony where he was being held after losing consciousness following a walk. Just the day before his death, He was seen in a court appearance, apparently in good spirits, in a video posted by the independent Russian news agency SOTA. Navalny routinely called out Vladimir Putin for his authoritarian rule, and that made him a very public target of Putin and his allies. Following news of Navalny's death, President Biden said Navalny was everything Vladimir Putin is not. He was brave. He was principled. He was dedicated to building a Russia where the rule of law existed, and where it applied to everybody. Navalny believed in that Russia, that Russia. He knew it was a cause worth fighting for, and obviously even dying for. Navalny's wife, Yulia, was at a security conference in Munich when Russian prison authorities announced her husband had died. I want Putin and all those who surround him to know they will be held responsible for what they did to my country, my family, and my husband, she said. NPR's correspondent in Moscow, Charles Maines, has this look back at Alexei Navalny's legacy. Alexei Navalny was often called President Vladimir Putin's fiercest critic, and with good reason. Alexei Navalny! More than a decade, Navalny built a national following with impassioned campaigns that channeled public outrage over corruption and violence in the Kremlin and promoted a vision that Russians could one day live differently. He is uh, the only real politician in the Russian political uh, field trying uh, to struggle for power. That's Andrei Kolesnikov of the Carnegie Russia Eurasia Center speaking in 2020. Kolesnikov has said Navalny stood out from a crowded group of opposition figures by reducing Russian politics to a simple dichotomy. Putin versus Navalny, Navalny versus Putin. A lawyer by training, Navalny first rose to prominence as an online muckraker who exposed corruption schemes among Russia's state-owned companies. He soon emerged as the breakout political star of anti-government street protests in 2011, as Putin was eyeing a third presidential term. Navalny's powerful voice, good looks, and readiness to laugh off threats and jail time won him a huge following, especially among younger Russians. In 2013, he took almost a third of the vote in the Moscow mayoral election, despite being blacklisted by state media and hounded by prosecutors. Kolesnikova says the Kremlin took note. And after that, Kremlin does not allow Navalny to participate in any legal activity in any elections. Instead, Navalny sought political legitimacy from the outside in. He expanded his presence nationally, opening field offices with his anti-corruption foundation and launching a sleek online media operation via social media and YouTube in particular. 
2018, he led a shadow campaign to challenge Putin for the presidency, banned from the ballot, but presenting a starkly different vision for Russia, as he told NPR in an interview at the time. It's simple. I want to live in a normal country and refuse to accept any talk about Russia being doomed to being a bad, poor, or servile country. I want to live here, and I can't tolerate the injustice that for many people has become routine. Navalny's informal style and fondness for pop culture were central to his appeal and a sharp contrast to the Kremlin leader 24 years his senior. When Putin tapped into older Russians' grievances over the demise of the Soviet Union, Navalny channeled a younger generation's hope that Russia could break free from that repressive past, says independent analyst Fyodor Krushininikov. For them, Putin is the old man that they're sick of because he's been on television their entire lives. And that's why they gravitated towards Navalny. He was younger, more energetic, and more reflected their worldview. Putin famously never mentioned Navalny's name in public, referring to him dismissively with terms like that blogger or the person to which you're referring. Even a state media propagandist relentlessly attacked Navalny as a fascist and a Western stooge. Meanwhile, Navalny-led investigations, seen by millions of viewers on YouTube, excoriated Kremlin insiders for corruption, making powerful enemies along the way. Russia's most prominent opposition leader, has been poisoned. In 2020, Navalny collapsed aboard a flight in Siberia, a victim of a poisoning attack. He was on a plane flying back to Moscow when he fell unconscious. He survived, barely, thanks to medical treatment in Germany. From there, he also launched another investigation, this time uncovering the identity of the FSB assassins that had tried to kill him using the nerve agent Novichok. It all sounded like something out of a movie, and soon there was one. And the Oscar goes to... Navalny. Navalny, the documentary, took an Oscar in 2023. By then, Navalny was Putin's most famous prisoner. He'd returned home two years earlier, insisting a Russian politician who hoped to lead had to live in Russia, only to be sentenced to decades in prison on a slew of suspect charges. Yet even from jail, he remained a relevant voice and a thorn in the Kremlin's side. From behind bars, he released his most popular video, a film that took viewers inside a secret palace on the Black Sea that Navalny claimed had been built by Putin for more than $1 billion. And when Putin announced the full-scale invasion of Ukraine in February of 2022, Navalny castigated the Kremlin leader as a madman dragging the country backwards once again. Our miserable, exhausted motherland needs to be saved, said Navalny in social media posts released through his lawyers. All it took, he argued, was for more Russians to raise their voices and say they wanted something different. It was the latest distillation of Navalny's vision for Russia, at once simple and stubbornly out of reach in an era characterized by repression and fear. Navalny called it the happy Russia of the future. Charles Maines, NPR News, Moscow. That's the State of the World from NPR. Thanks for listening. See you again soon. Okay, close your eyes for a second. Now imagine you're on your dream vacation. No work calls to answer, no text messages to respond to, just your suitcase and an opportunity. The opportunity to just take yourself out of your routine and travel deeper. How to actually take that dream trip. That's on the Life Kit Podcast. From NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor Stearns and Foster. 
Every Stearns & Foster mattress is handcrafted for irresistible comfort with indulgent memory foam and ultra-conforming IntelliCoils for your most comfortable sleep. Learn more at stearnsandfoster.com. Support for NPR and the following message come from IXL Learning. IXL Learning uses advanced algorithms to give the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. Get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up today at IXL.com NPR.